Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card. And after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa. So I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. My name is Stephen Jodderand. Joining me today is Jake Watroba and Armand Kafai. On today's episode, it is another interview special. We sit down with club president and CEO of New Mexico United, Peter Trevisani, to discuss all things New Mexico United in that brilliant U.S. Open Cup run. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you're on. Leave us a five-star review and follow us at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. Joining us now on the show is New Mexico United Club President and CEO, Peter Trevisani. Peter, how are you doing? Uh, we're, we're on the road, so I'll take it. I'll take it. Good to, good to see, uh, talk to you guys today, and thanks for having me on. Peter, I guess I didn't tell you when we were talking before we hit the record button, but uh, I am also myself from the Boston area. So from one Bostonian to the other, it's an honor to have you on the show. I know Jake and Armand are going to kill hey. me for that, but <laughs> Stephen love loves it. I love it. Stephen makes it a point every week to drop a New England Patriots reference, so <laughs> we uh, we get very annoyed by that. <laughs> it's just so good, guys. You just got to go with it. By the way, I'm old enough. I don't think you guys are, but I was there when they were two and fourteen out of Foxborough on cold days. So I paid my dues as a fan of the past. So I don't feel bad for anybody that were on such a run. Yeah, but let's let's talk about the run you are on right now, and let's get out there. You just beat <laughs> FC Dallas in the round of sixteen in the U.S. Open Cup. You were there. How special was it for you? Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think I'm going to really understand it till you know it's all come and gone, and many years have passed. Really, it's just. It's just it. We understand it's a magical run. Um, we feel it's it's deserved, you know, and, earn, and more importantly, I think we've been earning it through our hard work and our determination. And we've always been talking. We talked about the Open Cup and the importance of Open Cup. That New Mexico United has a platform to be the best team in America, and all we have to do is win, uh, and we can be that. And 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 that's what we're setting out to do. Peter, I want to stick with the Open Cup. I want to ask you something that. Taylor Twelman touched on a few weeks ago about USL teams going to MLS uh, arenas to play these Open Cup matches. Do you have an opinion on that take? You know, I, I think, well, frankly, I think if, the honest truth is it, it gives us an advantage on the road, which might seem counterintuitive. But, you know, we're sitting, I'll just give you an example in Dallas. You know, we go to a very beautiful campus, SMU. They have a really nice college stadium. But, you know, if I'm a player or I'm a coach for Dallas, you know, what signal does that send to me? And here we are, 
There's 1,400 people there. You're changing the college locker room. There's no coaches locker room. The players are stepping over coaches. You know, they, they, the national anthem's piped in over a recording. So, you know, they've already set a tone that this is something less than maybe, you know, the most important thing to, to either, you know, the, to the club. Uh, and so from our point of view, I, I like that because there's nothing more important right now than winning Open Cup games and, and advancing. And, and uh, we're in a state of mind that we want to win it all. Now, Peter, actually, I was listening to an interview just this past week with Bruce Arena, actually on the, the local sports radio station up in Boston. And one of the hosts asked him whether or not he found it annoying to play the U.S. Open Cup. And the host kind of disregarded what the U.S. Open Cup meant and represented just because they seem to schedule these games in a very busy time with MLS play. And Bruce Arena talked about the importance of it from a, a perspective of USL and even smaller clubs across America. Why do you think MLS clubs kind of disregard the U.S. Open Cup? Apart from representing lower division soccer, why do you think fans get more engaged when it comes to the U.S. Open Cup from lower division soccer? You know, I think, you know, my it's a long conversation, but I absolutely think we've got an undervalued asset in the Open Cup. And that that's at just the that's at U.S. soccer's level. We've got this tournament that really decides who's the best team in America. Um, and that is spectacular. And it, and it includes everybody. And that inclusiveness is amazing. Uh, it, it's the NCAA, you know, basketball tournament on steroids. And the fact that uh, it hasn't been really positioned and marketed and, ed- and, ed- and people haven't been educated on it, I think is a real, you know, uh, it's something really that needs to get worked on. And, uh, and we need to put more resources on it. When I went out and talked about the, our team before we announced the team or right after we announced it, before we played, I'd, I'd ask people in the room, maybe I'd speak to 100 people, you know, who here has heard of the United Soccer League? And maybe a third or even a half might raise their hand because um, they'd heard of our team. When I asked who's heard of Open Cup, I'd get one arm go up. And I think that's just a shame. At the same time, it's a huge opportunity um, look at what's going on in New Mexico. Look at the engagement. If we had hosted these last two games, we would have had 15,000 people uh, singing and dancing and cheering. Uh, the whole state is behind this Open Cup. Uh, and, and I think that's a, you know, I think other cities, other communities would react the same way. It just needs to be positioned better. So, Peter, I mean, obviously you guys are now going to play at Minnesota again, another road game on July 10th. And you guys have kind of partnered with a local credit union to kind of help get fans actually to Minnesota um, on a flight. Can you just talk about how that came to be? Yeah, I mean, when we uh, we you know, I've been watching these fans, these supporters. I'm watching them. Uh, it's it, you know, when I look up in Colorado and I see 500 New Mexico United supporters that have driven seven and a half hours. When I when I look up in Dallas and see 300 that have come 10 hours. And they're coming midweek. You know, what really hit me, especially at the Dallas game, and I said this to a couple of our players when we looked back at the crowd, I'm like, the people up here right now, these aren't, these aren't kind of big weeks from Fortune 500 companies. Everyone up in that stand had to ask their boss off, you know, from work and had to take a couple of days of vacation. They probably get two or three weeks a year. They had to go burn two days of vacation. They had to go pay to get up there. They have to pay for a hotel room. You know, I mean, they are really, you know, putting their their foot forward. Um, 
and and putting their heart forward and and so when we had this opportunity to go to Minnesota and flights are seven hundred dollars, I just know it's just not affordable to ask people to take another two days off from work, spend seven hundred on a flight, two hundred for a room. So we 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 got together and I'm like, if we win this game, how can we help subsidize this trip? And can we do some of that with the club? Can we do some of that with the ownership group? Um, can we get some sponsors to step forward? And first find uh, uh, we had a huge sponsor come forward uh, for this trip. Uh, we've had some other owners come forward uh, for this trip to help subsidize it. Uh, the clubs come forward. And so, you know, we're just making sure that any New Mexican that wants to be in Minnesota, we're making sure it's affordable and for them. Now, Peter, a lot of people will know that New Mexico United are making a deep run in the U.S. Open Cup, and that's all they're going to know about New Mexico United. Could you tell us more about what the club represents? Yeah, I mean, when, you know, for me personally, you know, you know, I, I grew up in Boston. You know, I grew up playing American football. Uh, you know, uh, back, back when I was growing up, soccer was really the sport that the hockey players played because they didn't want to get hurt playing football. And, you know, that was, that was how I grew up in the 70s and 80s. Um, and so what I saw when I had a chance to live in London, England, back in 1998, I, I, I heard about this little tournament called the World Cup, which I didn't know anything about. And I uh, stumbled into a, a pub, actually I stumbled out of the pub. I walked into the pub uh, to watch this game. And um, the pub, the pub was packed, but it was, and, and so I got to see this soccer game. It was England versus Argentina, an iconic game with David Beckham, Michael Owen. Uh, and I really started to understand the power of soccer in that moment. I saw the singing, the chanting, the camaraderie. I saw how it brought people together. And I really understood to understand the flow of the game. And so for me, I came away understanding the amazing power that, that soccer has to unite people. And so after working in finance for many years, when I thought about what I could do to help bring our community together in New Mexico, because New Mexico is the poor state in America right now. And New Mexico you know, ranks last in many things economically, but I know that where it ranks at the top is in things that aren't so measurable, uh, where, you know, the, the quality of the people where the head meets the heart. And so I was thinking about what are some things we can do to bring our community together because we really don't have these connectors in New Mexico and soccer was what came to mind. And so when we talked about bringing a soccer team, we never talked about how many people we're going to have in the stadium and we didn't spend too much time on the financial model. We obviously understood that, but we thought about how can we bring our community together in a way that's never been brought together before? How can we be an, an agent of positive change in our community of New Mexico? And New Mexico United is that agent. And, and what we set out to do is what we're doing. And, and I think the only reason why it's really working, the secret sauce is that people in New Mexico have decided that it's important that they want to get behind it and we have some of the greatest people in this country in New Mexico, and, and they're, they're making a statement and they're being heard. Peter, you're a few months into your first season as a club. What has been the biggest challenge you have faced? Well, no, the challenge, number one, is that I had no idea what I'm doing because I don't, I'm not a soccer guy and I don't come from a professional sports background. Uh, in fact, nobody in our club uh, has really come from the professional sports ranks. Um, we're over 60% women in our office because, uh, which is unusual, I would say compared to some other, uh, other teams. And so 
the first challenge we had was really also our biggest opportunity, which let's not just try to be another team. Let's go be uh, authentic about how we approach New Mexico United, how we bring it to this community. And let's just, let's bring it as, as a, as something more than just a team. And, and that's what we did. And so a lot of the things that we did in the beginning were things that just felt right. They weren't very traditional. Um, I, I have a feeling that we were one of the first, usl teams to ever announce a player when we announced the team uh, that was something the usl wasn't really accustomed to but I, when we announced Devin sandoval as our first player we wanted to show everybody you know the type of, of player we were going to bring to new mexico um troy lesane was really a critical hire for us as well you know troy is an amazing coach he's even a better human being uh him and his staff with with zach prince and brandon morris mike grasick uh, and, and these guys obviously have taken care of it on the soccer side for us. And just, uh, me really kind of getting out of Troy's way, being a partner with him, uh, but allowing him to be the technical director and coach has really helped. And so essentially every day is a new day. None of us have been through this before. So we're just attacking it with kind of an open heart and open mind and, and doing what we feel is, is, is right for New Mexico. Now, Peter, what was it about Albuquerque? That made you believe that could be a sustainable market or New Mexico that made you believe that could be a sustainable market for a team in the USL championship. You know, um, you're, you're, it's a great point because if you look at the numbers, even in the USL, it ranks at the bottom in terms of size, in terms of media. There's no fortune. There's no fortune 1000 companies in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, so there's no nobody that was going to put this on on their back. But I, I really looked at some teams, and I, I did tap into my football background on this. And I looked at teams like the Green Bay Packers. I looked at teams like I look at the Buffalo Bills, and I'm like, if the Buffalo Bills can get seventy thousand people to show up eight times a year in freezing weather for a team that doesn't win very much, how come we can't do that in Albuquerque? Why can't we get ten, twelve, fifteen thousand people to show up? Granted, seventeen times a year. Um, for a sport they love and for a team that um, I think can really represent them well. And so I didn't really look at the top numbers. I just, I wasn't worried about all the people that were saying no and all the reasons why we couldn't do it. I just started to focus on what can we do it? How would it look if we can do it? And the answer to that was if every single person just leaned in a little bit and supported this team, then it would be immensely successful and and I'm I'm grateful and humbled that that's what's happened and 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 we're seeing the results. Peter, the club currently shares a field with the Triple A Albuquerque Isotopes. Is there a plan to eventually have a soccer specific stadium for United? Well, you know what? It's um, we're working on it right now. You know, I always kind of said it's the opposite of the that the movie Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. You know, if they come, we will build it and. I didn't know when we started this team what the response was going to be. So to come out and, and build a stadium and then bring a team didn't make any sense to me. But now that we see how people have shown up, how the community shown up, the business community, the, uh, the, the leadership community, I think we can build an amazing stadium. And we have a partnership with, uh, with Meow Wolf, which might be something that you know, most people are not familiar with. There, there certainly aren't any other professional sports, sports teams working with it art collective um, on the front of their Jersey spon sponsor in a, in a core partnership. But you know, that could be something we designed with Meow Wolf. So it's not just a, an athletic stadium. It's actually a piece of art. Um, 
what that looks like. I don't know. Maybe we zip line down to our seats instead of a uh, walk, but, but what we really need to do is just really kind of dream big. We need to think about what's authentic for New Mexico. We need to do something that's great for us. That, that isn't just like a, what everybody else has done. And, and so we're starting to work on that plan now. Um, but it is going to take a few years to put it in place. So in the meantime, we're lucky to be playing it at Ice Steps Park. Peter, I want to talk about the the club in terms of USL championship play. Uh, currently, the team is sitting in fourth in the Western Conference standings. Are you at all surprised by the team's performance in their first season? Not at all. Not at all. You know, Troy Lassane, um, you know, when, you know, when you know, I was the one that, that went out and, and uh, my job was to find a head coach. And I talked to a lot of people, but ultimately what I realized is that I needed to find somebody who was just as hungry to run a team as we were to build one. And Troy um, has been an assistant coach for 15 years. And after speaking with Troy and really meeting him in person is when it really kind of all came home for me. I realized that for the last 15 years, Troy Lissane has been thinking when I'm head coach, this is, this is what my locker room is going to look like. This is the kind of human being and player I'm going to bring in. This is how I'm going to set the cones up at practice. This is how we're going to give gratitude talks. So it's not just about soccer. It's about building young men into, into even better people, leaders, uh, fathers and husbands and members of their community as they, as they, as they grow older. And so when Troy and I talked about players, you know, he's our technical director. So with the exception of Devin Sandoval, all the players uh, he has selected, but, when he talked about the kind of people, the kind of players he wanted to bring in, if you look at our roster, everyone on our roster has a chip on their shoulder, you know, for some reason, you know, they're, they were in a position where maybe things weren't perfect, where they weren't really necessarily always appreciated uh, in their, their, the team before them. And, and Troy has been able to kind of use that as a motivator uh, and also as a, as a uh, something to, to bring our team together and, and that motivation and that desire is really showing up on the field. I think the last thing I'd say about our team and what I really, really love is that most of our players have never been West of the Mississippi, let alone in New Mexico before. Um, and they've embraced the challenge of, of this team uh, and it's, and it's ability to be an agent of change. You know, our players, um, you know, when they, when they go out, to get a coffee in the morning you know they're signing autographs they're heroes in our town i don't know if that's the case i'm pretty sure it isn't the case in many other usl cities in many mls cities where the players are anonymous because there's so many other professional sports teams but in albuquerque in new mexico this is the pro sports team our players have really embraced that and and um and have used that as a tool to, to create better outcomes for kids soccer players adults parents all across the board Peter, final question from us. Ten years down the line, I know it's only your first season, but ten years down the line, where do you see New Mexico United? <laughs> well, uh, with uh, a much older-looking ownership group, uh, <laughs> um, you know, Troy and I joke, these are Obama years. We saw a picture from a year ago and, and a year from today. Um, uh, but in all seriousness, and, you know, this might just sound like I'm trying to say something that's trite and 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 cute but at the end of the day from i've always thought about building a team and thinking about 100 years from now and what this team is going to look like long after i'm gone troy's gone the players have you know we've, they've all moved on 
and we're really setting the culture here. And so we wanted to have a style of play that, that, you know, will survive beyond an ownership group or set of players or a coach. Um, and I think the style, I know the style that, that Troy has brought uh, really represents New Mexico. It's a, it's a, it's an intense style. It requires a tremendous amount of energy. Uh, there's a lot of risk that goes into it. And it's a very exciting style of play. So we want the style of play uh, to be, to be set now. Um, but we're also setting what it means if you're going to be supporting New Mexico United. A lot of, you know, we've spent a lot of time with the supporter groups, with, with the fan base, talking about, you know, how do we represent ourselves the best that we can? I'll give you one example of that. Um, after our fourth game, um, we had a game where we had an incident that we were winning. We were winning two to nothing uh, against Portland. It was, it was for first place. Portland came out, scored three second half goals in a short period of time. And on the third goal, penalty kick, the Portland player came over to our supporter section and, and taunted them, uh, was waving at them. Uh, and a few people threw beer at the player. And, uh, and, and Cody Mazel came over right away and squashed it. And our, our, uh, the heads of our supporter group, David Carl and, and AJ, they squashed it. Um, and there was a lot of people talking about banning those, play, those, those people. So what we did is we, we looked them up on social media because we could find them. Uh, we could see them throwing things and we kind of saw who they were. And I literally got on the phone and I called each and every one of them to let them know that that's not what we do in New Mexico. That's people, the whole country is watching us. They're trying to, a lot of people don't know about our state, our people. What do we want to come across as? And is that how you want to show New Mexicans? You want to show the rest of the, of the country that how, what New Mexicans are all about. Every single one of them said they were sorry. Every single one of them said they, they knew as soon as they did it, that that wasn't who we, were, we are and that they were going to do better. And since then, we haven't had an incident. And so we're, we're learning too, and we're going to set the tone that we're not just the loudest and the most intense and passionate, but we're also the most respectful. And, and we're, we're going we're gonna to use that to, to build over the next 10 years, the next 100 years. Peter, we thank you sincerely for joining the program and giving your time. I wanted to give you the floor if you had anything else to add about New Mexico or yourself or what's coming up with the club. No, I just want to say we're all deeply grateful for, for the time you're giving us today. But for everyone who's been supporting us, not just in New Mexico, we're getting amazing support from uh, people from all over the country and even outside of the country that for one reason or another, the, what we're doing, our team has really touched them and they're, they're feeling they're feeling a connectedness to it. I want to thank them and and let them know they're always we really appreciate it. They're welcome to support New Mexico United. Um, you know, our message is inclusiveness. Our message is for everyone. Um, and and uh, all those messages are heard. They're they're part of our culture. They're helping to build our club. And, and we're deeply thankful for that. And, and uh, we're looking forward to, to meeting each and every supporter when we play in their state, their town. Um, and we hope to see them in New Mexico as well. Great, Peter. Good luck and, and really appreciate it. Thank you. Somos Unidos. Thanks, guys. Hey! 
If you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card. And after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa. So I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> They sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details.